also had Matt Bushman down the middle of the field. Both tight ends were wide open in a great scoring drive by the BYU Cougars. BYU escapes with a win in this one. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, it, but listen, uh, I, I know we're going to have a lot of drama here, but but at the end of the day, uh, you got to learn to win these type of games. Correct. You, you know, you have to win these type of games. Not every game is going to be what you want it to be and drawn up exactly, you know, what you think is going to happen. Uh, I saw some good things today. I saw some bad things. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the W. Yeah, the, right? the score at the end of the day is what people care about. Yeah, exactly. You won this game. You won the game, and you can move on next week and, uh, you know, hopefully beat up on Idaho State. But I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I think this is going to be a good matchup to come, you know, for a, for a long time because Liberty's serious about their football. I, I, I just saw that tonight. This is a real football program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still fighting this call. You're all right. And uh, this is a real football team that's putting money into the program. They want to win. They want to be great. And I think that they're going to, they're going to push us. It's going to be. I think this could be a nice little rivalry with them being independent, and yeah. we should be playing a lot. Yeah, I would expect that it's going to be a kind of a long-term thing. If these two programs stay independent long-term, you're going to see these teams square off. And you're right. This is a Liberty program. It's only in their second year of being an FBS program. That's a that's a program that's come a long way in a short time. A really short time. I mean, yeah. and, and you saw some players. I mean. I was impressed with their running back. He ran the ball, had a right. lot of patience. He got up, uh, you know, downhill quickly. Obviously, uh, Double G out there is a man. Dandy Golden, man. <laughs> Dandy Antonio, Col- yeah. That's a good-looking athlete. Yes. And then their quarterback is a gunslinger. He mm-hmm. likes to let it rip. Um, BYU, you know, we did some things tonight. I think that it was a little bit about what we talked about, a little bit too cute. I think we could have ran the ball a lot more, not thrown it so much, mm-hmm. a lot of trick plays. But one thing is it's going to be exciting to watch BYU because they're trying to do – in play, there, there's some entertaining football going on, right? The, the double reverses. And yeah, there, there's something to be said for that. BYU's willing to gamble a bit here on offense and go with some of these big plays. Highlight reel, double reverse, flea yes. flickers, that type of stuff. There's something to be said that that's fun to see. But in a game like this, you might have been okay saying, you know what, let's just go more power rather than finesse and win this game that way. And I would have liked to see that. But, listen, uh, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll take the W tonight. I think that uh, the coaches will go back and say, what did we do? What, how could mm-hmm. we have prepared these guys better? It's always tough to, you know, you're playing a team that you you haven't played before. Correct. You're playing a team that the media, we have all been saying, it's a, you know, basically <laughs> it's a joke. And, 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 and there is something to that when mm-hmm. when you're there's not a lot of hype behind the team that you're going to play. Correct. It takes a lot to just stay focused, keep, keep your head to the ground and grind all week, come out as fired up as you are like you're playing Boise State mm-hmm. or, a rival, or, or a rival. They weren't tonight, but the, the, the end result is still the same. A W is a W. Yes, it didn't bite them in the fact that they lost the game that they should have won. That's 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 the positive. You get yeah. the win here. You're five and four. You're a game away from bowl eligibility at this point. So that's the positive. And Kalani likes to say all the time, we can learn a lot from a win like this. You hear him say that a lot. Tonight will be a game. I think that the coaching staff and the program itself will look back on and say, you know what. We got away with one. We won this game, but we can learn a lot from this as well as we try and fix whatever, fix some of the things that were wrong. I'm with you, Will. It, it, you, you look at it, and BYU, 
you need to learn to win tight games. And that's what they got tonight. They got a tight game because Liberty was fired up for this game. They were more fired up than BYU, frankly. You could kind of see that. They came out here, Stephen Calvert, Antonio Gandy-Golden. The Flames program, they aspire to be like BYU as a program. And I liked what I saw from them, honestly. They, they brought the fight to BYU. They really did. I mean, you've got to respect it. I mean, yeah. they, and, and also, I, I, I couldn't believe how effective they were in uh, their defense. Yeah. I, I just did not think that they would be able to handle us up front, and, and they did. And, and it could have been a lot of what we talked about. Is it just not playing against a big D-line, a big over over – physical D-line. They did they finesse mm -hmm. us. I've got to go back and look at the film, but uh, at the end of the day, you've got to take yeah. your hat off to them. So I'll give credit to the Flames coaching staff. They sold out to stop BYU's rushing attack. They brought blitzes from the secondary, from the linebacking core. They were bringing six and seven guys at some points because they, they were not going to let BYU run the ball on us. They sold out on that, and that's a credit to them to come in and absolutely do what they could to slow down BYU's rushing attack. Just a real quick, if you guys are listening to this, it's the Cougar Post Game Show here on the Zone Sports Network. If you want to call in with your thoughts, please call in. 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-9663. Happy to have you guys on. Get your guys' thoughts on the game, your takeaways from BYU's win over Liberty as they beat the Flames 31-24. to But, Will, going back to this, Liberty, you're right. I think that they came in and had a good coherent game plan particularly on offense i really liked what they did they took advantage of byu allowing the having those corner cushions and they said hey you know what we'll take what you give us no problem yeah, and that's been something that i think that uh the defensive staff is going to have to decide because all year the corners were just bailing and bailing and mm -hmm. bailing and bailing and bailing and most and people were still throwing it up correct they had really prepared that we're just going to throw it underneath mm -hmm. and then they took a shot with the slow go and it got, and it yeah. bit freaking uh, and it she bit Shimon. Yeah, and and it makes sense. Shimon is sitting here. Man, I'm tired of playing over the top. Okay, I'm playing over the go. top. Yeah. I'm playing over the top. And that's how BYU he bites wants to, and he, he bites and he gets yeah. beat. So I mean, he learned a tough lesson tonight. And um, but but that happens. I mean, yeah. It, in this game, it's so funny. I mean, corners get beat. Safeties get beat. Yeah. There's going to be touchdowns, and uh, he'll learn from it. But uh, you know, I doubt he'll jump a slant again because that's not really how they play <laughs> yeah and um you know it is what it is so yeah you, you had to tip your cap to liberty and hugh freeze in particular he came in with a good game plan on offense to attack byu's defense and they battled they battled they did they Played. really wanted it yes. and, and they really did want it and yeah. and, and we and to be honest byu lucked out gandy dropped his last two uh, Ball yeah. was thrown to him. Well, that should have been, been a first exactly, down. Exactly. That fourth down, fourth from 21, that should have been a first down, and he simply just dropped the ball. Just dropped it. He had his feet on the sideline. He had it squared up like he wanted as a wide receiver and simply dropped the ball. So BYU, yeah, they got they got bailed out a we little bit. We got bailed there. out there. But one thing I do know is, is double G. Yes. That was as good as a receiver we've seen all year. Correct. Yeah. That guy is the real deal. You're going to. Plays yeah. for yeah. Liberty. Yes. So we have to open. I mean, there, there's players all over this country that, that we really have to respect um, because there was no question to me the best player on the field today was well, your yeah. Gandy. To your, to your point, Gandy Golden, 10 receptions, 162 yards, along a 41 on that touchdown pass, averaged 16.2 yards per reception. He was a man out there. Impressive. And he was targeted 18 times in this game. They were going to go to him early and often, and more often than not, 
he brought in the ball. And and that really, I mean, how interesting was it that you know that the ball's going through him? I thought BYU, it was interesting. They put, um, they moved Diane over outside on court to corner Correct. to cover yeah. him. And, uh, you know, I guess that slowed him down a little bit. But still, it, it, it to me, it was a man playing with a bunch of little boys out there today with, with Gandy Golden. I, he was like, that good. Yeah, exactly. I was very impressed. They've seen some good receivers this year, speaking of BYU, that defense. You've seen the guys from USC. USC's got three or four NFL guys. Gandy Golden's right in that conversation. He really is. Guys. I mean, he's got a good, good sized body. He runs great routes. He goes. He's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I was just highly impressed with him. And, uh, you know, I, I hope BYU can go find some Gandy Goldens. <laughs> I, I want to see some of those guys <laughs> playing for us. It, w- it, would be an I- it would be ideal to find a guy like that. Uh, if you guys want to call in, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-9663. And this is a type of game that I, I tweeted this out on. So you can tweet at us as well, at Alpha Recruits 15 if I'm yeah. not mistaken, yes. at Jacob C. Hatch. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter if you want to weigh in that way. We'll get to some of those. But as I tweeted out, this is the type of game that should serve as a wake-up call for BYU. Despite it being a three-game win streak, you're not as good as you thought you were coming off those two wins over U- Boise State and Utah State. So Liberty came in here and brought the fight to you. You won the game, and I think it should serve. Okay, we're maybe we're gonna get everybody's best shot, regardless of how, if we're favored or not. People are gonna come after us, and BYU you have you have to learn as a program how to play as a favorite. And there's something to be said that BYU did survive this game, but they absolutely got tested by the Flames. They really did, and and, and one of the things that I, I think. B- I, I, there, it was obvious that Liberty came in here with a chip on their shoulder Correct. Um, to, to prove to the world that they belong. Mm-hmm. And to me, they showed they belonged. I'm not saying BYU played their best game. I think we could have been much more effective offensively, but I truly don't know what much more they could have done defensively to, to slow this offense down. Yeah. The O-line played very physical. They, tri- they did not stand down to mm-hmm. our big D-line. Yeah. Um, the receivers went up and caught the ball. Mm-hmm. The running backs ran hard, yep. and they had a general at quarterback. This this quarterback has started 40 games. Yeah. He has experience, and uh, it looked like it to me. It he, just looked like it. He was he's a smart with the football. He has, still has not thrown an interception in something like 200 attempts. Yeah, that's saying. a big deal. I was impressed with what he showed. Uh, let's get up to the phone lines. Ivan's on hold. If you guys want to call in with your thoughts, 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. Feel free to weigh in. Ivan, what's up, my man? Hey, just a little bit upset with the fake field goal that Sataki went for. It made no sense. If you kick a field goal, you're up 10, two-possession game. The game's essentially over. Uh, He's made some decisions throughout the years that have made us question him, and this is just another one. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks for the show. Yeah, thanks, Ivan, for you. And that's a great point he had there. That fake field goal, I'm hoping that we find out that that was like a bad snap, mishandled snap, because – that's just a baffling play call in that it, it really It looked like a bad snap, but but guys, I, I, I if the if if the fake call was there, mm-hmm. I I can also see why is if it works. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. the most brilliant call in the world, and I understand yeah. you're kicking a 48 yard field goal. Yeah, um, that that. I mean, you never know what's happened all week at practice. Correct. You might be going into this game without all the confidence in the world mm-hmm. in your kicker. So you're thinking, you know what, this is a perfect chance for us to fake it on them. And and listen, like we said, these coaches are – this is BYU. Mm-hmm. You have young coaching staffs. You don't have guys like – you don't go get the guy who's coaching at, at – at, 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 um, 
the team we just played, why am I having a brain freeze? Liberty. Liberty, yeah. right? You go get a guy who's questionable. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, you can't bring that to BYU, all of the experience. Correct. So Kalani is a young coach. Maybe he did make that call. Maybe it was wrong. But if it was, if it would have worked, and it might have been, not have worked just because it was a bad snap, yeah. I don't know. It could have been a fire call because the ball came back low. Exactly. And maybe they just said, no, what, fire. We'll find out. We'll get to some of the postgame audio. We have Austin Facer on site getting us audio. I'm sure Kalani Sataki will be asked about that, and we'll get that audio for you as soon as we have have it here on the, here on the air. I, it is it is going to be an interesting thing that's going to be debated because you're right. You convert that will and you're the hero. Oh yeah. It's it's a whole it's a, a damned if you do, damned, damned if, if you, you don't. don't. And exactly. I I get it. And Kalani he has proven in his four years as head coach he's going to be he's going to be aggressive. He's yes. going to go after things and he'll chase it. I, I, I'm sure other people are upset about them going into that scrum formation on second and nine there towards the end of the game. Well, I, I, and, and I actually love that. I, I see some people tweeting, uh, tweeting yeah. about that. Uh, you know, listen, going into the scrum formation, people mm-hmm. run the scrum formation as their offense. Correct. Yeah. So, so it's not just to get two yards. It's like a flex bone it's, look. Yeah. Exactly. So that, that, that play, I, I thought they were going to stay in it. Gotcha. I okay. thought they'd stay in it on, on the third okay. down and say, oh, "Let's see what happens," because there are other plays off of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm and they some week we're going to see it where Kofinsis either throws the ball, he boots out. Gonna There's going to be yeah. something yes. that actually is is going is not expected that yeah. no team has saw. So that's what I thought today. That doesn't bother me as much. You're trying to close the game down, and it just is what it is. Yeah, eight five five three forty zone eight five five three four zero nine six six three. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts, let's get out to the phone lines and talk to Brady. Brady. What's up? What's up, you guys? Hey, Will. Hey, hey uh, I just wanted to call in and say we got a good, it was an okay win. I just want to say we played too soft and too conservative. And I think that Kalani gave the defense back to to Yaki, and Kalani just needs to just run the defense the rest of the year. You guys talk about that. Have a good night. Have fun. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, if you guys want to weigh in, eight five five three four zero zone. What do you think about that, Will? The, the, was it too conservative for your liking on defense? <laughs> I, I, I yes. I mean, the, I, I understand where Brady's coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't I, I I don't sit in the meeting room. There is something about the way we play in the secondary that the coaches aren't confident in. Let me give you an example. Tonight, Shimon Willis got beat on a slow go on a double move. Corners get beat on the double moves. That happens. Yeah. And it was an aggressive play. It was. He came up yeah. to try and jump a slam. Yes. He got beat. And he never came back into the game. Yeah. So they sat him down. So for me, that lets me know this defense is a conservative defense. Correct. They're not going to play man. Yeah. They want you to stay on top no matter what, give up underneath, and come up and be a short tackler. So, Brady, I don't know if if you're ever going to see a BYU defense that like the one I played with in 96 where we had Tim McTire on one side, Omar, Omar Morgan on the other yeah. side, and we played man and blitzed and came after you. I don't know if that's going to happen. Do I believe the corners can play more man? I do. Would I like to see it? I would. But I do trust the coaches and what they feel. Yeah. And what they feel is, you know what, we don't feel like we have guys who can run with the vertical routes that the that we don't have the team speed that other teams have. That's why they do this play this defense. Well, and it can be annoying. 
I, I'd like to think that the coaching staff at BYU at some point wants to get to a point where they can go man on man and and free up those guys. But they're still we're still they're still starting freshman cornerbacks out there yeah. by and large. Uh, Shimon Willis is a sophomore. He's a transfer. But, but he's a brand still, new kid. Still young. De, uh, D'Angelo Mandel is a, is a redshirt freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a sophomore yeah, at this but point. Young. But still young. They moved Dion Gonwoloku into that spot to, to cover Gandy Golden because they realized, you know what, we need our best cover guy to take this guy one-on-one. At some point, I do believe that the BYU defensive coaching staff would like to trust their corners. They still need some seasoning. And, and they do, but also the only way you can trust your corners is to trust them. Right? Correct, yeah. In, in life, you have to say, you know what, we're going to do it. Throw you right, throw right, out into the deep end yeah, and let you, you go. Let, you got to yeah. learn to swim. Yeah. And and so w- when that will happen, I don't know. If my job's on the line, I'm probably going to go rather safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they are right now. They'd rather be safe than sorry. Bend, don't break. Correct. And um, that's why you saw the a little bit of panic and, you know, pulling kids out of the game after the touchdown. Um, coaches have to do what they have to do. Yeah. But still, they got the win. And you've got to take wins any way you can get them particularly in this day and age of football. Yes. When I played football, there was not as many talented players across the country. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't. Kids are getting more more talented. There's only so many spots, so many places to land in college football. Correct. And you're looking at a guy, how is Gandy? I, I, he could play anywhere in the country. Yes. Oh, his yeah. frame, his measurements, uh-huh. his speed, his, just everything about the kid. And he plays for the University of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. He's a flame. Yeah. Now, so so when that when I see that, I say, how did that happen? Yeah, where did they discover him that everybody else missed, missed on him. him? Yeah, it's crazy because he's six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, can run, great body control. I, I, I'm as I said earlier, he's as good as anybody's BYU has seen this year, including those receivers, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Michael Pittman down at USC. They're going to be first round draft. Picks. Without a doubt, I'm interested to see where he drops in the draft. Well, exactly. I, I think you're going to see his name called a little earlier than you might. Uh, yeah, think li- coming out of Liberty. Yeah, coming out of Liberty, and, well, and also depends on what he does at the at the at the combine. Yes. But he will be there if he runs well. Yeah. this kid might get made. <coughs> Who knows? Yeah, no, he he is a talented, talented player. Absolutely can go play anywhere he wants. He'd fit in any offense. And yeah, I think the biggest thing we need we need to get out there is BYU won this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They won the game. That's all that matters. You won the game. You're five and four now. You're going to get to bowl eligibility next week. You're pl- taking on Idaho State from the Big Sky. It's an FCS opponent. And they should beat them up really good. Exactly. So you're going to be bowl eligible. You're going to have your bowl location locked in. You're going to Hawaii on Christmas. I don't think there's many ba- ba- worse places to be than to be in Honolulu, Hawaii on Christmas Eve. It could but, be a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> That's the good news is BYU won this game, and they can learn from this game. There's plenty to correct, but you got the W. And, and Brady, and back to your question, though, yeah. maybe we were too aggressive offensively and not and, and okay on defense when you really think about it. Maybe we should have been um, running the ball at them a little bit more, more time of possession. I haven't seen the time of possession, but I, I, I just expected us to, to, run over, to run for more than 200-plus yards this game. Yeah. And I think, what, were you at 165, 170? Uh, 162, 165 officially on the game. That's a decent output, but what, that, what I saw, and I have to go back and watch the film, obviously, myself, but what I saw is Liberty sold out. They were not going to let BYU run the ball. Yeah, true. 
They were, they were bringing safety blitzes. I'm, I was seeing stuff that I have not seen from many defenses against the Cougars so far this year. They refused to let BYU beat them up on the ground. They would rather take the chance and go with a third-string quarterback in Baylor Romney let him beat them. And credit to Romney. 262, yard, 262 yards on 23 completions, three touchdowns against the one interception. Another solid outing for that young oh, man. Oh, yeah, he looks really good. He looks apart, man. He can spin it, man. Yes. I, really, I mean, really like his release. Everything about Baylor. It is comes out of his control. hands smooth. Really smooth. Yeah. It just, it, I mean, the kid's a, he's a slinger for sure. So Yes, and, yeah, so there's going to be plenty to correct. The coaching staff obviously is going to have plenty to look at and teach their guys about, but – the overarching theme is at the end of the day, you want to see your team with more points on the scoreboard than the opposing team, and that's what happened for the Cougars tonight. They did. Would you rather have won it by a bigger margin? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Of course, if you guys want to weigh in with your thoughts here on the postgame show, please call in 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. Love to get your guys' thoughts on air with Will Snowden and myself, Jay Catch. We'll, of course, have postgame audio coming as well. Austin Facer is on site down there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. He will get that audio to us as soon as possible. I am interested to hear what Kalani Sitake's overarching thoughts are coming out of this game because he's he's a guy who is going to – uh, he's going to say, hey, we won the game. Uh, we, we talked about here. We won the game, but there's plenty to correct. I do want to hear him talk about that fake field goal call and if it was ultimately a called play, if it was a fire call where the snap came out weird and they decided, you know what, we got to go with this. It will be interesting to hear what he has to say after this game. Yeah. All right, let's take a timeout here. We'll come back on the other side, get to more of your thoughts. Once again, please call in 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. We are live down here at JCW's. If you're looking for a place to get some food after the game, come on by. There's some BYU fans milling around, getting milkshakes and the like. Uh, JCW's, we love being down here. Proud to have them as the title sponsor of the Cougar Post Game Show. It's where we originate from each and every game. Can't thank them enough for their continued support of the zone as well as the Cougar Post Game Show. Will's probably going to get a milkshake at some point here. And, of course, we'd love to see you guys as well. We'll come back on the other side get more thoughts on this game from Will as well as you guys if you guys want to weigh in. 855-340-9663. More coming up on the Cougar Post Game Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Double fakes, Romney to the end zone. It's caught. It's a touchdown. It's Malobai Lalu Putatow. And he not only had Lalu Putatow down the right side, on the outside, Matt Bushman down the middle of the field. Both tight ends were wide open. And a great scoring drive by the BYU Cougars. Welcome back to the Cougar Post Game Show. I'm Jay Catch, alongside former BYU running back Will Snowden, owner of Alpha Recruits. BYU wins over the Liberty Flames. Cougars now five and four on the season, riding a three-game win streak here. And we talked about it in the first segment. There, Will BYU escapes here. They hold on, and I keep going back to the fact that Liberty. I'm very impressed with what Stephen Calvert and, and Gandy Golden showed tonight. Yeah, I really am. And, and so it's hard for me just to start acting crazy like yeah. BYU played terrible. I think they played a, a pretty solid team. This team is a lot better than than they get a lot of credit for. Correct. Now, there's a lot of things. I mean, BYU won, and they could have won by more. But when I thought about it today when I was looking at the lines, I always look at all the lines of all the teams mm-hmm. and say, well, wow, BYU's only picked one by 17 at home to Liberty. 
It, it just yeah, struck me as I think that they should be. I was thinking literally they'll put up 49, 50 something points, and yeah. I don't think Liberty will be able to score with him. But that quickly changed as I started watching the game. Mm-hmm. They came out on that first drive, which scared me. Remember in the pregame, I said the last thing I want to happen is Liberty come down. Drive down, score, and what did and they, they do? They drove down and score. And I thought, oh my goodness, are they going? <laughs> are we going to turn the ball over and they could jump up fourteen? Well, <laughs> yeah. And to BYU's credit, they went back down the field and scored in their own yes. right. But you, you, that opening drive is so critical in games like this. It, yes, and you could just tell, like, oh, this is a these guys mean business. Yeah. it wasn't BYU just lackadaisical. And, no, no, they 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 threw the ball underneath. Yeah, they threw the ball underneath. They said you're going to run. Your corners are going to bail and, and try and stay on top. We're just going to take 5, 10, yeah. 12 comebacks, and, and that's what they did. So that's what BYU is going to have to take a look at as they look at the film because if I'm Idaho State, mm. I say, okay, well, this is how you're going to beat BYU. They're, gonna drop, they're probably going to play three, three down linemen. Yes. They're going to bail their corners out. They're not going to come and press and, and, and play bump and run. Yeah. So the money is throwing five-yard stops throwing 10-yard comebacks, curls and outs. And, and bait them. And, and, and bait them, bait them, bait them until a corner says, dude, I'm tired of letting these guys just catch the ball in front of me. And then you try and run by. Yeah, you, ju- you jump it. It's a sluggo concept. And that's it's what happened. We saw we saw Shimon Willis get burned by Gandy Golden on that touchdown pass. And it absolutely, Liberty came in here motivated, fired up. They wanted to stake claim and say, you know what, we can play with the big boys, and they played right with BYU in this game. Let's get out to the phone lines. If you guys want to weigh in, this is the Cougar Post Game Show. BYU fans, you can weigh in with your thoughts. 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. You also can tweet at us. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. Will is over at Alpha Recruits 15. If you want to weigh in via social media, I'd love to hear from you guys. That will get some of the social media reaction here in just a little bit. But let's get out to the phone lines and talk to Gage, who's on hold. Gage, what's up? What up, guys? It's great to talk to you. I, you know, I have a question for you guys. Okay. What is up with BYU this season? I mean, BYU, you know, they played a heck of a game, and so did Liberty. How does BYU only win to Liberty by one touchdown, but we absolutely go and destroy a team like Utah State, beat a team like Boise State, and then lose to teams like South Florida and Toledo? What, what's up with this, guys? Thanks for the call, Gage. And it's a, it's a valid question, but I I don't know. I There is something to be said for a rivalry game and two back-to-back rivalry games, and then you go in against a team like Liberty who is perceived as a lesser program than you. There's going to be that natural just – and these are young men that they get up for those big games. They go up to Utah State and want to get that wagon wheel back. They've lost it two years in a row. They wanted to get it back. They're motivated for that. Boise State nationally ranked number 14, if I'm not mistaken, when they came into Provo, and they beat them. There's a natural uh, letdown factor that plays into games like tonight, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, (coughs) Gage, you hear it all the time. It's called trap games. But I don't look at what I saw tonight is athlete for athlete, they matched up with us. Correct. They they really did. That was what's concerning, that what we have to look at is say, the coaches, you know, they can always do a better job. You can always do a better job preparing kids. Mm -hmm. But still, 
athlete for athlete, they had some very good athletes, and we just have to accept that. But the way that you lose to South Florida and Toledo is you open up against four major powerhouse schools, and you play them with all your energy, so much excitement about playing the big boys week in and week out. You get injuries. You get beat up. Your team is beat up. Now you have to fly all the way to Toledo. Correct. And your your best player is knocked out of the game, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, um, You're running back. Then your quarterback gets knocked out of the game. Correct. And so now all of a sudden it's more of an even playing field. Now Toledo's like, oh, yeah, well, we've got athletes too. We've got three-star athletes and four-star athletes that have signed here, and we have guys who got kicked out of another school. Yeah. I mean, you have all of these different – talent level and now it evens out because we've been beat up a little bit and we've had a lot of energy put into we've got to beat washington we've got to beat usc we've got to beat tennessee we've got to beat utah correct you get beat up you're injured and then you have to go play a team that it's hard to get up for naturally Mm -hmm. and then they're way up for you and then all of a sudden it's an equal game and if you don't make plays you get beat that's how you lose those games yeah i i have a i i'm right there with you in that regard and there's we have to remember, these are not professional athletes yet. A lot of them have aspirations of playing professionally, and but these are still young men. And I know we, you mentioned the, in the in the pregame, Will, these are older young men at BYU. Guys have gone on missions, et cetera, but they're still 25 years old they're and younger. They're still in college. They're right? still they're, they're, figuring things out, and they're, they're just, there's a natural letdown tendency when you've come off of two rivalry games against Boise State and Utah State you've won those games you're feeling real good about yourself and you have a team like Liberty who sees themselves being disrespected in a way and they come in and punch you in the mouth yeah so they, they, they say we're here too yeah we can play ball we can play ball yeah we'll we've play been playing just just as long as you guys have been playing we have been playing this game correct so we want to win we work hard we put our pants on just like you <laughs> and we yeah. don't care about the why on your helmet yes we want you to care about the L on ours, and that's what came <laughs> yeah. out tonight. But still, BYU dug deep and found a way to get a win. Correct, and that's all that really matters. And but I do understand the frustration and how confusing it can be for coach for for um, the fans. But you have to understand, it's easy to get up for USC. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get up for Utah. It's Correct. easy to get up for your rivals. It's hard to be consistent and and stay the um, stay up as much. Um, Stay up as much for a team that's you know that that presumably yeah we're better than yeah exactly so it you look at it and yes on its head it, it's frustrating as a fan obviously to lose a game like this and to have you have that opportunity to go and really roll an opponent that's that's tough and it. it <laughs> You just look at it, and you feel like BYU should have rolled this opponent just on paper. But Liberty absolutely came in here motivated. They absolutely wanted to take care of things. A uh, couple of reactions coming in on uh, on the text line, or not the text line, the, on, my, on Twitter. says one thing here. Caleb Ian Rigby at Rigby underscore Caleb. He says, we need to learn to put a game, games away when we are the favorite. Well, Caleb, they put this game away. They put it to bed, and it's a credit to them that they t- just took care of business, and they didn't allow Liberty to win this game. Granted, you it, it was shaky down the stretch, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There was a shaky game down the stretch here. Gandy Golden drops that fourth down pass. Uh, that's It's one of those plays you look at and you're like, phew. You just kind of wipe your brow and you say, let's move on from this. But, Will, if people want to weigh in, by the way, 855-340-9663. We'd love to get your guys' thoughts on air with us here on the Zone Sports Network, the Cougar Post Game Show. Please call in. Love to hear from you guys. 
I wanted to talk a little bit about BYU and what they did in this game because I felt like we saw uh, the coaching staff be more account- hold more accountability for the players. Because you mentioned Shimon Willis. He gets beat on that double move, and he's taken out of the game. He does not return. Sione Finau, he fumbles that ball, and I don't think we saw him the rest of the game either. I think this coaching staff, at this point of the season, they're saying, you know what, if you're going to make a critical mistake that might cost us in a close game like this, we're going to sit you down, and you're going to have to learn from that mistake. Yeah, I mean, and there's two ways to look at that. I mean, uh, I, I hate, so, so for me, it, mm-hmm. it's just like I've been a running back before. I fumbled the ball before, and the worst part, and, and there's a fine line yeah. of, damn, the coaches just don't believe me at yes. all anymore because yeah. I fumbled the ball. No, we do believe in you. They're trying to teach them a lesson. Correct. But they, the coaches have to do a good job. Have to do a good job of still building those guys up back, back up because we're going to lead. We're going to need that young man again this year. Yes. And we're going to need uh, Shimon Willis again this year. Correct. And one of the things is, it's like when you play golf. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about hitting the ball in the water every time, you're hitting the ball in the water. <laughs> if you're thinking about hooking the ball, you're always hooking yeah. the ball. And so uh, you know you've got to coach the kids up. They understand the mistakes that mm-hmm. they made. Get the ball high and tight, and, and, you know, you learn and you move on. So yeah. I hope they do a good job of loving them back up and say, hey, that can't happen again. But Yeah, but the, these young men understand it as well. They've played football long enough in their lives. They understand, hey, I make a mistake. There's going to be, there's going to be repercussions for that. And I would expect that you're going to see guys like Sione Finau and Shamal Willis bounce back, and they're going to, they're going to play better. They're going to learn from this. And the nice part is, is you won this game. You held on. You found a way to win this game. You're 5-4 and four now. You're a win away from bowl eligibility, and that's a positive considering just about a month ago, Will, we were looking at a team that was 2-4, and four, and it was looking pretty bleak. And all of a sudden they're on a three-game win streak, and I think things are looking up for the Cougars here. Oh, yeah. It, 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 and this is another – this is a good learning lesson for the Cougars. Correct. You get, out, you get away with a win, that, a game you could have lost, yes. but you found a way to win. Yeah, and you have to be able to do that mm-hmm. in this business of football. There's gonna, this won't be the f- first time, or <coughs> this won't be the last time that this happens to BYU. You yeah. have to find a way to win. Yep. Because guys are gonna come in and give you their best shot. Yeah. When a team is a 17 point underdog, they come into games thinking, you know, we got nothing to lose, guys. Let's throw caution to the wind and let's go. Let's go after it. Yeah. And that's a credit to Liberty. Hugh Freeze is an accomplished coach. He's nine years into his career. He's got a winning record for a reason. And seven of those years are in the SEC at yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, bro. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed with his – as far as offensive play calling, yeah. the dude can get it done. Well, okay, and to, to, to your point there, you know the last team to beat uh, Alabama at, in Tuscaloosa? You know who it was outside of LSU today? today? Yeah. Probably Hugh Freeze. Is Hugh Freeze's Ole Miss team that went in there and put up a 40 spot in a win over Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa when he was the head coach of the Rebels. That guy knows football, particularly offensive football. He knows how to call games. And he is getting a lot out of, as he said, a roster that was recruited to play FCS football that's now playing at the FBS level. Without a doubt. And I, I, Hats off. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be a, a become a, 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 a homer for yeah. this team, but dang. I was impressed with the whole mm-hmm. program. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you're going to hear from Kalani. Like, hey, this team was good. Yes. They played really good. We made some mistakes, but they played really good football. And the name of the game in college football anymore is win games. Because uh, we even – so Hugh Freeze, we had him on the Zone Sports Network earlier this week. He talked about the fact – he's like, here's the thing. There are probably six to eight teams each year who have legit aspirations to win a national championship. The rest of us, we're playing for bowl eligibility and a chance to play an extra game at the end of the year. That's what we're playing for ultimately. And – I think that's a very fair point. 
This is, it looks like uh, Liberty's going to be bowl eligible. They're going to beat New Mexico State at the end of the year. I think they're going to smack New Mexico State. Yeah, they, 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 they actually have a home and home. Did you see that? They, they play at New Mexico State, and they're going to play at Liberty to finish the season. So two times in the same season against the, New Mexico, Mexico State. State. Yeah. Wow. So they beat the they won the first game in New Mexico State, oh, yeah. 20-13. to 13. They need the seventh win. They face Virginia, which at Virginia, going to be a tough sell for them in two weeks to get that seventh win. But it will be interesting to see if they can – get to bowl eligibility and go to a bowl game. That's what they're playing for. Yeah. And to do, for them to do that in the second year of being a member of the FBS, that's a pretty impressive outcome for them. No question. Yeah, so like I'm with I'm with you Will. I don't we don't want to come off as being like, wow, we look at look at Liberty. They're I get it. I get that it's Liberty and your the perception of it. But that is a program that's invested heavily in their football program. And I think it's going to pay some dividends here in the near future. What did you say, $1 million? So the athletics department as a whole has invested $1 billion, with a B. And they put Not mil- $1 million, yeah, but $1 billion. In, in the entire athletics department. But obviously, football is the front porch of most universities, and they put a ton of money into that football program, and it's paying dividends already for them. All right, it. let's get out to the phone lines. Our good friend Papa P on hold. Call in 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. Papa P, what's up, my man? Jake, I got to tell you, that was probably the worst victory I have ever seen. Okay. I'm, like, happy that we won, uh, disappointed that it was as brutal as it was on the field and in the stands. That said, five wins is sure better than five losses, so I'll take the victory. And, Will, you know, because we talked early in the week when you were at your remote, I said, don't sleep on this team, Liberty. I said, in half a dozen years, they're going to be a really, really tough team. And I think BYU fans got to see that tonight. Their quarterback is legit. Their one wide receiver is legit. And that was one of the funkiest RPOs that I ever saw as far as uh, Lipty was running, where that running back was – UB was holding the ball in his gut, holding it, holding it, and then he'd take the ball, and then he'd do this little dance thing, and then a hole would open and he'd run. I don't yeah. think I've seen that before. But BYU had a tough time with that. So, I don't know. I, I'm i glad we won. And I'm beyond that, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of just. Yeah, well, Bobby, I mean, you, you, were, you were right I, anyway. You already knew this. You knew this. We talked about it earlier this week. You told me. Yeah. You told I did. Me that I we, did. You sent me I, an article, and that, that changed my whole thing about what they're about. So. Yeah. So, any, any of you listeners out there, if you're. LA Times did an amazing feature on Liberty University, and Jake's absolutely right. Uh, their fan base has ponied up major dollars, and they're going to be a tough team as we go ahead. So take the victory, go forward. Hugh Freeze is a legit coach. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There was, it seemed like we were off tonight a little bit. Um, there was some funky play calling and stuff, some things that I just – why we went to heavy – why we went to heavy on second down when we had seven yards to go? I don't understand at all. And the other thing, I'm, I'm curious, Will and Jake, I, I get that Romney's not really a running quarterback, but I swear the naked is open there for them. If he runs a naked, somebody's going to break free. It's, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. 
I think the biggest so, thing anyway. with Romney and, and that naked is the fact that he's still nursing that foot injury along. Yeah. If, if he was 100%, you'd right. probably see them take advantage of that. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. When, yeah. when I saw them go to the heavy, I thought you were going to see a naked boot. From, Out of that, from, yeah. From Kofinsis. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I think we might see that this year. So Anyway. Appreciate you guys doing everything you do. You guys are amazing, and uh, go Cougars. All right, thanks, Papa P. Always good to have Papa P on the postgame show. He always calls in. 855-340-9663. Let's jump out back out to the phone lines. Let's talk to Brent. What's up, Brent? Oh, no Brent. All right, let's go to Scott then. Scott, how's it going? How you guys Scott, doing? you got you us? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I just... All the pre-game talk when people were like, hey, this team is a 17-and-a-half point underdog or whatever it is. I don't know. To me, I got this feeling like this was – it had this trap game feeling from the minute that line came out to me. Because I'm like, you realize this team is a better record than we do. (laughs) It is a good point there. They were 6-3. and (laughs) Yeah. Even though it was against kind of a softer schedule, I mean, there was that argument, but – even still, I'm like, okay, this team is they're, – they're not inept. I mean, they, they're – the other thing that made me nervous was they're really good at throwing the ball. And so it's like a team like that never seems to really be out of it unless the game just run, gets run away from them on the other side. And, yeah, the, they made us earn it on the offense. I mean, we didn't march up and down the field at will either. So I just – yeah, I had this feeling like, ah, oh, this could be a game into the fourth quarter, and sure enough it was, so – I don't know. I'm just I'm glad we came out with the win, but it's like it's it's kind of like I, I hate to refer back to this, but it's almost like uh, what Bronco Mendenhall always used to say before games was that it's like uh, wins are hard, <laughs> and yeah, it, so I, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think we really realize as fans the amount of work that goes into preparation for a win, uh, even a big win over a supposedly inferior team. So I'll just right. leave it at that. Yeah. Thanks so much, Scott. Yeah, and go ahead, Will. Scott, you, you are right on, dude, and, and we all need to hear that. It is hard. I, I always say this. Winning is hard at every single level. Yes. It's hard. I mean, if you've ever coached or played this game, it's hard to win a first-grade championship. <laughs> yes. It's hard to win a third-game championship, a sixth-grade championship, mm-hmm. a ninth-grade championship, a high school championship. It is hard to win week in and week out. Now we're talking about a high level of football, uh, which is college football. Yes. And we're sitting here pretending like they don't have maybe a first draft, a first-round draft pick talent yeah. on the <coughs> – on the perimeter. Yeah. So, hey, that was a great call. One yeah. of the best calls we've had. Winning is hard. We got the win, um, and Liberty showed us that they wanted to win as well. Correct. And we have to stop acting like we're the only fan base that expects to win. Yeah, winning football games is fun. Let's be real. That's what we're all watching and taking in these, these games for. We want to see teams win. That's the biggest thing. All right, so, yeah. I liked what Scott had to say. I really did. I think he nailed that with kind of the sentiment because, like you said, Will, it's hard to win football games. Yeah, and it's all. And one thing he said is he looked at the record. Like yeah. when you are used to winning, too, yeah. you these guys expect they believe they can win. They had a five-game win streak at one point this season. That's what I'm saying. So you believe you can win. Yeah, and one and that's where it first starts. You have Correct. to believe you can win. Mm-hmm. And now BYU is starting to believe they can win. Yes, even against you know 
lower competition, tougher competition, it does not matter. We at BYU, we are not at the place where we are above really anyone. We have to prepare hard every week, and we have to come out fired up every single week. And if we come out fired up every single week, if we prepare every single week, we have a chance to win every single week. If not, we are we we are not we do not have elite athletes over like our athletes are just a twenty five thousand times faster than everyone else and yeah. bigger than that's not the reality. Correct. Yeah, and it, this game it's a it's the ultimate team game. There are eleven guys on any given play going against eleven other guys, and it requires. <laughs> A lot of moving parts to have success in this sport. It's not like some of the other individual sports. It, it requires a lot of work, a lot of guys working together to be successful. The biggest thing is BYU's won three straight games here. So if you want to call in, give your give us your thoughts, feel free. 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. Love to hear from you guys. Get your postgame thoughts as BYU beats Liberty 31-24. to We'll have postgame audio for you here in just a little bit as well. We'll take a time out here, come back on the other side. Feel free to call in with your thoughts as you're driving home from this game. You're leaving Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We know how traffic can be leaving the stadium. So we'll get to more of your thoughts here in just a moment. We're live at JC. CW's the Burger Boys here in Provo. The place is packed right now. We got a lot of people in here celebrating a BYU win, and that's all that matters. It's a, it's a win. A win's a win's a win, as they like to say. Take it. You'll take it. You're five and four. You're on a three-game win streak. You're heading into boy, to Idaho State next week. Should make you bowl eligible with a win next Saturday. So come on down. JCW's the Burger Boys, where we originate our Cougar post-game and pre-game coverage from. Love these guys down here. The food is great. The shakes are awesome. Will is polishing off a shake right now. We'll get more of your thoughts here in just a moment. This is the Cougar Post Game Show on the Zone Sports Network. Over center is Romney. Swings it out. Simon Trickery. Here they go. Simon throws the pass. Bushman. He has it. Bushman. Touchdown. And it's a 10-point lead for BYU. Welcome back to the Cougar Post Game Show. This is live from JCW's in Provo. And the highlight you heard right there, Will, they went trick play. That was the, the double pass that you saw against Wisconsin a year ago when BYU upset them. Yeah. That's a great play. It is. Hard to some, some of the other trick plays, though, tonight, not so great. Because uh, we saw, of course, the, the Liberty tries to go for the onside kick. They recover the kick, and BYU decides, you know what? We're going to go cute, too, here. We're going to go with that double reverse flea flicker. Teams are going to see that on film, and they were prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it wasn't the greatest call, but, I mean, are you not entertained at least? I mean, (laughs) there's two ways to look at it. You don't like the call. It didn't work. It was interception. And and, and I understand after a big turnover, after you get the ball, you're trying to change momentum. Mm -hmm. You want to put them to sleep. I I would rather just take the shot down the field, just throw a nine route, throw throw some verticals, and take a shot. Getting so trickery, I don't know if that was necessary, but I, it did entertain me. Listen, I'm a believer in Coach Roderick. I'm a believer in, in Coach Grimes. They're going to figure it out. We talked about it before the game. Maybe it would be a little bit too cute, and I do think we got a little bit too cute today. But, man, I, I, I think they're doing good things. Yeah, no, and they are. And there, there is something to be said for that, the fact that BYU is willing to take those shots. Because there was a point with – uh, last year, I remember seeing BYU fans say, why doesn't BYU try to do some of this trickeration? Yes. Well, guess what? You're getting it now, yeah. so enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. the, the, the fact that they're willing to give it a shot, 
there's some. There's, they're trying to yeah. entertain us. I yeah, mean, they, exactly. They definitely are, and trying to keep the defense off, 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 you know, on their heels. Yeah, and, absolutely. You're trying to catch them napping is what you're ultimately yeah. doing. And the Matt Bushman play was fantastic. Micah Simon took an absolute shot on that play, too, after he, after he uncorked that touchdown pass. By the way, did you see Micah Simon in terms of his quarterback rating this season? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, 505.9, I think, is the yeah, QB rating. I mean, you can't tell that kid anything right now. Yeah. But his, his, his background as being a high school quarterback Correct. helped him stand in there to make that yes. throw today because until you've sto- – until you've uh, – Stared down the barrel of the gun and yeah. made a throw, and how a guy it, bearing down on yeah, you. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's a lot different than just, you know, standing back and playing catch in the backyard. Yeah, when someone's coming to smack you, you got to stand in, step in there, and make the throw. And, and Micah did it. Micah Simon is someone we need to talk more about this yeah. year. What a, I mean, what a, a, a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Didn't play a lot last year. He's come back. He's been a great senior leader. Yes, um, he's made plays all year. Um, I'm really happy for him and Talon as well. I mean, these guys have played really good. They've really bounced back. And Fessy deserves our respect because there were a lot of drop balls early. Mm-hmm. Last year, a lot of drop balls. And these guys have definitely played much better. And uh, I, I really do appreciate that. I'm yeah. proud of Fessy's talk. Simon was your leading receiver on the night. Seven receptions, 91 yards. That pushes him over the 400-yard mark on the, on the season. That's the most in his career in a single year. And he has been a great redemption story this year because he had some injuries last year and some ineffective play that limited him a year ago. And, yeah, you're right. It's nice to see him come back as a fifth-year senior, a guy who has been through a lot of ups and downs in his BYU career. He, is, he had been moved positions multiple times in his career. He's playing a wide receiver. I'm very impressed with that young man. He's a great ambassador for this university, a guy who isn't a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. He's come to BYU and done nothing but thrive since arriving at, at, in Provo. Yeah, great I, kid. Great I'm kid. very impressed with him. So, yeah, if you guys want to weigh in with your thoughts, this is the Cougar Post Game Show. Your chance to sound off on BYU's win over Liberty. They take it 31-24, to a little closer than I think most fans uh, thought and also hoped for in this game. But a win is a win is a win, as they like to say. And BYU now is 5-4 and four on the season. So call in, 855-340-9663. Hoping to have audio from Kalani Sitake and the players here shortly. Uh, I'm seeing on Twitter they're still speaking to the media. I saw one person um, weigh in. I guess the question was asked about that scrum formation on 2nd and 9, Will. And the answer essentially from Kalani was, I felt like doing it, so we did it. So credit to him. Just, hey, I, I felt like it was something we could use, and we, we, went, we went for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I almost thought that they were going to go. I thought they were going to. Because yeah. I, I think, I mean, they picked up two. Correct. So I figured they're like, okay, well, we'll go second and maybe get three, and then we'll be at second, third and six and maybe run it again, yeah. get another three or, or four, and I might just go at it four times at you and just yeah. see if we get the first down. So I'm, I'm, not, mad at, I'm not mad at them for that at all. I, I, I don't. Uh, that's not a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. So a big game all the way around. Let's turn on some of the other stats here for you in terms of what BYU did tonight. Baylor Romney leads the way at quarterback. He goes the entire length, of the entire distance in this game. I think some people were hoping to see a guy like Joe Critchell get an opportunity yeah, here. Too. But, hey, Liberty forced the action, and you had to keep Baylor Romney in the game. He, can, he finishes the game 23 of 33. 262 yards, and most importantly, three touchdowns to one interception. Another solid outing from a, from your third-string quarterback for the BYU Cougars. Did you say third-string? Third-stringer, yeah. Man, he looks I mean, he looks the part. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I mean, it, it's got to be nice for Aaron, Coach Roderick to have all those dudes in the room. Mm-hmm. They seem to really love each other. They compete hard for each other. The, the team plays hard for all of them, so it's exciting. 
Yeah, absolutely. So a big win there. Um, some other stats for you real quick, then we'll get to the Kalani Satake Auto. Sione Finau finishes as your, as your leading rusher in this game. 10 carries for 69 yards, an average of 6.9 yards per carry. Lopini Katoa, 12 carries for 49 yards, averaging 4.1 yards per carry. And then Baylor Romney, to go along with the 262 yards, also adds 36 yards rushing on the ground. He is not the most adept runner, I feel like, in BYU's quarterback stable, but he's more than capable running the ball. And that's, that's the biggest thing. He, he's, he's effective enough to keep that dual threat concept alive for the Cougars. Without a doubt. All right, and a couple other things passing. I already mentioned Micah Simon leading BYU in receiving. Seven receptions for 91 yards and the touchdown. Matt Bushman, nice to see him have a good night once again. After He's, he's been feast or famine this year. Some teams come in and think, you know what, you're going to beat us with everybody else outside of Bushman. They bracket him, they double cover him. We saw that against Utah State. Well, tonight, Liberty, they allowed him to get loose a little bit here. Four receptions, 86 yards. Of course, the long of 44 yards in that touchdown for him. 21.5 uh, average. That's great to see a young man like that. He is headed to the NFL at some point, and he's going to be a good player for yeah, a long time. And, and you know what, I, I just want everyone to cherish every moment you yeah, see him absolutely. with that Cougar uniform on because – I don't see Matt Bushman coming back next year. He's gone to the NFL. I'm trending that way myself because he's led BYU in receiving for three seasons, it looks like, at this point. And he's th- big, he's physical, and he's starting to get old. He's got to get paid exactly. now. Absolutely. And um, he's got a nice young wife, uh, my good friend Chad Lewis's yep. uh, daughter, and um, it's time for him to probably make a move. Chad Lewis kind of knows something about pro football, doesn't he? A, a little bit. <laughs> he knows a little bit about playing tight end. Exactly. Too. That's the thing. He's got the, almost the perfect father-in-law to kind of coach you up on how to play that position, a former all-pro with the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't be surprised if he's playing for Andy Reid. That would actually be really cool to see him in that Chiefs offense. I know that the coaching staff at BYU went out to Kansas City earlier this summer and really studied how they use a guy like Travis Kelsey in their offense to help free up Matt Bushman. So cool to see that, have him get a get an opportunity. All right, let's get to some of the postgame thoughts here, the audio from BYU, and let's get to Kalani Satake, his thoughts after BYU wins this game 31-24. to um, Well, you know, I um, thought it was a good game. You know, uh, I thought give a lot of credit to Liberty. They came ready to play and had uh, guys are really well coached. Um, thought they had a really good game plan. And, uh, you know, we battled with them. I, I was really proud of our players and the, the resi- resiliency that they showed and, and uh, opportunity to make more plays and get this win. You know, I, we knew that they were a dangerous team and that they could do some things. They had some uh, great talent on their team and, and uh, you know, just, just grateful that we were able to make more plays and get this win. So, uh, you know, there's obviously some things that we can, we can correct and get better at, but I think you have to give a lot of credit to Liberty and some of the things that they did, plays that they made. and. And uh, keeping it such a, a close and uh, you know entertaining game, I'm, I'm just glad our, our guys played hard, our, our players just played really hard, and, and really thankful that they were able to get the win. So, any questions? Do you have a statement to say, Micah? Micah's a uh, no, you got it. He's campaigning for a quarterback <laughs> job too. He wants to compete for the quarterback job. He says his rating is pretty good right now as a QB, going back to his high school days. So. But I'm going to do a senior night next week. Too. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this win, Kalani, do you feel like your team's learned some from the hard lessons that took place you know, earlier in the season, on those losses? This win. I thought the guys have always played hard. They, they, they have. They really have. And I was really proud of the way our guys played. I, you know, it seemed like we were close to putting this thing away and couldn't. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to Liberty. I think Coach Freeze had their team ready to roll, you know. And, um, man, they, 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 they were able to, com- you know, answer back with something. And, and um, you know, we, I can't really say that we, we – 
made a lot of mistakes because they're the ones that kind of forced it, you know. And obviously the turnovers cost us, but uh, we'd like to win the turnover battle, you know. But uh, they were able to take care of the football. The quarterback was, I mean, he's, I, th I think this is like his 40th game starting. And so, I mean, we've had like, what, six quarterbacks play since in that same amount of time. And, and this guy is, uh, you know, looking at, at what Buckshot's done. He, he, he spreads the ball out really well, gets the ball out quick. And um, defensively, whenever you're trying to bring pressure, he, he just just takes care by throwing the ball out. And he was able to find hot routes faster than a lot of quarterbacks I've seen. So I think you have to give him a lot of credit in the game plan that they had and, um, you know, the opportunities that they had to throw the ball around the field quite a bit. And um, I thought they had some really good talent at, at, at a tight end and, and receiver. So, um, yeah, we knew that they're an effective offense and that their defense could make plays as well. And uh, we knew it was going to be a battle. We knew we were going to get their best, and they were preparing for this game. They were ready for this game. And I was just really proud our, our guys were ready for this game too and get the win. So to answer your question in a long way, yeah, I think these guys are getting better and they're learning. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of guys step up and make plays. And, and uh, uh, just really thankful that we get the win. And then we just made more plays than they did, you know. So I'm just really thankful that guys like Micah have done a great job leading the way. And, and establishing a culture that we can keep building on and keep learning from from these games. Well, when what went into the decision to have the um, scrum play on that second and nine and fourth? Because I wanted to. <laughs> Just wanted to see what it, you know. Thought that we we had something there, and I thought I thought maybe it'd be close to popping, but obviously I was wrong. So they they were ready for it, and and uh, you know it, it was probably not the right call. We we had some things to go, but I, I felt like we could have got it. What about the the fake field goal? Yeah, I thought that was there too. So it wasn't. They did a good job. I mean, I, I had to look at it again, but it looked like we were a little slow on the snap or the snap was low and uh, the timing was a little off. But we've practiced that for a long time. We've been practicing and we've been waiting for that moment to, to call it. And it seemed like a long field goal and, and kind of a, a bad position to, to, um, to really punt, you know. And so we, either choices were either kick a field goal or, or do the fake that we thought was there. And, and uh yeah, just uh, I thought they made the play, you know, and I thought uh, we didn't execute it well enough. But I think the timing was a little off. I had to look out on film. I didn't didn't see it cleanly, but it seemed like the the throw was a little late and might have bobbled it or it might have been a bad snap. But yeah, I like I like the aggressive call. Max too is a young player that seems to really <coughs> emerge and led you guys in tackles. Can you maybe just comment on this play and where? I love the way Max, he makes plays, you know, and I'm yelling at him. Either I'm happy or I'm, or I'm angry, but he's a big playmaker, and just like a lot of the guys on this team. And, I, and uh, um, you know, I expect him to make a lot of plays, and sometimes he makes mistakes, and, and you know, I'll let him know about it. But uh, the guy's tough. He's a great player. I thought when in the recruiting we were able to, to um, you know, hold him here and then keep him here. I think he's a big-time guy that, that, that makes a lot of plays. But I feel that way about a, a lot of the guys on, on this team, especially the youngsters, you know. So um, I think there's a lot more opportunities for them to make more plays. But if you look at it, we you know, we didn't, weren't able to force any turnovers, and that's a little frustrating. But I think I keep going back to Liberty. I, th I thought, I mean, I was really impressed with, with the way um, Buckshot took care of the football and the way he spread the ball around, and uh, he was really accurate and made some plays. Three touchdown passes for Baylor tonight, by any quarterback, BYU quarterback this season. What else can you say that hasn't already been said about Baylor and kind of what he's meant to this team, filling in as a third-string walk-on? Yeah, he's poised and he's ready, and the preparation he put in this week is the same as we've seen from him. He's always been ready to go, and uh, I, I love the way those guys work together. I, li I like the whole group, you know, so I feel really confident with all those guys being able to get on the field. And he said, Micah's campaigning to throw some footballs too because you threw a touchdown right two for a touchdown so 
So Michael wants to remind you that he threw for one too. So he's you're two for two and one touchdown, right? He caught a touchdown. I would look at your stat sheet here. I gotta brag about him because Mike is too humble to talk about himself. So I cannot hear you go. <laughs> yeah, he's just letting me talk. He notice he's not he's not buttoning in here. He's not interrupting me. Yeah, I'll take a few more questions for coach, and then we'll take some questions for Mike. Coach, I asked the players this. Um, you played your whole uh, played and coached most of your career in, in leagues, and you get in November, and you're playing for a league championship. Um, is, is it a different vibe when you're independent and, and you get in November? I mean, do you miss do you miss that, or or does a night like this against another faith-based school kind of validate the independence thing? No, do you have a conference for us to go to? Right. I mean, this is what it is. We we, we love our, our our opportunity to play at home, and play the game of football, and um, you know, to play great teams and the, the teams that are that are give us a, a challenge. And, and uh, I think it's a good it's a good uh, it's it's kind of it's what it is. It's what we have, you know. And so uh, I love that we have guys that just are ready to compete no matter what and don't have to worry about that stuff. So. This is uh, more of an administration question, but I'm telling you, our guys are ready to play regardless of who the opponent is, and and uh, I, I got to do a better job of making sure that, they, that I get the best out of our guys and get the most out of them. And so that's that's what I'm trying to focus on. But yeah, these guys, they're they're, they're competitors. They're, they'll be ready. It doesn't matter who they face. I mean, Chicago Bears could show up next week and they'll play their their butts off. So I'm proud of them. Would you? There you go, Kalani Sataka, BYU head coach. After BYU beats Liberty 31 to 24. I, I love the answer about the about the scrum formation because I wanted to. <laughs> That's the most classic thing I've ever heard Kalani say. He's such a humble, sweet coach. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to say, you know what? Go do something with yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like he's just like, come on, guys. I, I thought. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought, All right. I thought someone was there. Goodness, my yeah. cough is so bad. No, it's all right. He, he he felt like it was an opportunity to to go out and win that game, and that's there. There's something to be said for that. His his aggressive nature when it comes to play calling and chasing wins, it's paid off for him in the past, and I, I respect the fact that he's sticking with it. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what's going to make him loved as a coach. Yes, I, I really do think that. I mean, I I, I love the fact that they tried the the. the uh, Listen, I hated the fake pun a few years ago at, at Boise State. But it's easy to look back at stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it easy it, it, it is. But this fake kick tonight, field goal, I, I think it would have been brilliant if it worked. And then also I love that he said, I wanted to go to the scrum, and that's why I did it. And I think he was probably thinking they'd pick up four or five yards. Um, and then all of a sudden it's third and three, it's yeah. third and two, and he and he has more things to do. So not, not I, I just don't feel like there's anything really to attack on Kalani tonight. All right, well, wrapping things up here, what are some of your final takeaways from this win for the Cougars? Uh, it, you're, one cl- you're one game closer to um, you're one game closer to a bowl game. Yeah, you, which is always a goal when you whenever you set your goals at the beginning of the season, you always want your seniors to be able to go to a bowl game and have a reward for your season because that's what bowls are. You get to go out there and have a good time. I wish I was going with them to Hawaii. Uh, so once they get bowl eligible, uh-huh. I, I wish I was going. I'm going to talk to my wife and see if she wants to just make it happen, leave our family and everything for Christmas. Um, <laughs> I don't think she's going to Kids, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I just think that uh, I, I, I – so first thing is first is you got to win. You're closer to a bowl game. And, you know, you saw some good things with your quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, a lot of guys made great plays. Correct. Um, 
there's a lot to learn from yeah and the kids learn from it and i think they'll be more prepared next week they won't you know i don't think i think they'll come out a little bit more fired up Mm -hmm. and um so that's great it's a learning situation and you won and kalani needs to be uh they still need to pay them. They need to get yeah. this contract taken care of. Yeah, they're going to be seven and four here pretty quick. I feel like I, UMass might be a worse team than Idaho State. They're they're pretty bad. True. Yeah, like uh, I know they're an FBS program, but Army, who's not having a great season today, put sixty three on them. Just smacked them like I mean, it was an absolute beating. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But obviously, we'll be back next week. It'd be me and you again once again. Will next week yeah, doing yeah. the pre and post game show live back. here from JCW's. I'll be getting ready to take on Idaho State. A mid-afternoon kick. It's always nice in November. 1 o'clock kick. Senior day as well at yeah, BYU. Special day. Special day. Yeah, so join us here at JCW's. A lot of BYU fans still milling around right now. So if you guys want to stop by on your way home from the stadium, do it. Get some food. Get some grub. Love to see you guys. Can't thank JCW's enough for the continued support of the zone as well as the Cougar Post Game Show. We will be back next week getting you ready for another BYU game They take on the Idaho State Bengals, an FBS versus FCS game, senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And thanks again to all of you who have listened in. Thanks to Will. Thanks to Brian back in the studio who's made it sound good this evening. And we'll be back next week. This has been your Cougar Post Game Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. You know Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been in an accident. However, one thing we can't do for you is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Cooking for a rivalry week game day crowd? Arm yourself with the best defense for hunger, a Traeger Grill. 